relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. If you like America first, then check out our separate podcast, The Battle for 1600, with my former White House colleague, Boris Epstein. Every week, we give you the inside, in-depth analysis of what's really going on. The Battle for 1600. Subscribe today. Democrat in the White House, a split Senate, Nancy Pelosi holding the House hostage. What do we do now? The only thing we can fight. This is Rebuilding the Right, presented by the Salem Radio Network, hosted by Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Every, is it Wednesday? I do believe. Every Wednesday for the middle hour of America First, I am honored to be joined by my fellow Salem faculty members. I just found out who used that phrase first. You know who it was? Bill Bennett. Bill Bennett said we have a Salem faculty. And we, every week, we dedicate an hour to the challenge of rebuilding the right. And this time, it's going to be a firecracker. Light that fuse. Step away. Because it's our good buddy, Jennifer Horn, host of The Morning Answer and The Jenna Don Show, AM 590, AM 870, The Answer in Los Angeles. Follow her at Jennifer Horn on Twitter. And also one of our newer members to the faculty, Professor Chris DeGaulle, AM 990, The Answer. Follow him as well on uh, Follow him as well at Chris DeGaulle. And we've got to get straight to the, the heart of the most serious issue of all. Play audio. I seen a peanut stand and heard a rubber band. I seen a needle that winked its eye. But I'd be done seeing about everything when I see an elephant fly. What you say, boy? I said when I see an elephant fly. Flying elephants, not flying pigs, flying elephants. Who doesn't love Dumbo? It's fun. I loved it as a child. Now Disney is banishing Dumbo, the Aristocats. Yesterday it was Pepe Le Pew. It was Speedy Gonzalez. This isn't just funny. This is serious, serious stuff, isn't it, Jen? I, You know, you touch my cartoons, I get really upset. And <laughs> Don't touch you know, her cartoons! The only one that I can sort of think about is is Pepe Le Pew. I mean, he was a little inappropriate. He was sort of the Andrew Cuomo of uh, the Warner Brothers world. <laughs> but, but hang so. on, stop, stop. I'm going to interrupt you right now. One of our callers, and God bless all of our callers, Alex, Derek, Tom, we've been waiting very patiently. I'm Derek's point, but I'm going to take your calls in the next hour. So, Mr. G, get all their numbers. We'll call them back. We'll start with Derek. But one of our callers made this point yesterday, Jen. The thing about Pepe Le Pew is he always failed. He always crashed right. and burned. Well, this is the thing. And I had a caller this morning on my local show, The Morning Answer. We were talking about this very topic. And someone called in, and I did not know this, but Mel Blank, according to this caller, and we verified it on Wikipedia, 
Pepe Le Pew was actually a, a takeoff on a Charles Boyer character, yes. Pepe Le something, something like that. And so it was a takeoff on it. And right. I think people have satire. lost. Yeah, we've lost. We've lost our sense of humor when it comes to being upset about a name or being upset about a cartoon. There are people really suffering in this world who would love nothing more but the time to worry about a cartoon skunk. But yet it seems that it's always these white elitists who have a lot of time to ponder all of the problems and the misgivings of the world that are most offended by it. In fact, it was I think we all learned a while ago they tried to cancel Speedy Gonzalez and it was actually the Latino culture that came out and said, this guy is smart. He's fast. He always wins. We like Speedy. Keep him around. What's the deal? So. Chris, we've got a real skunk in the governor's mansion in Albany, okay? Um, look, this is Dumbo. Dumbo is loved by whole generations. My question is, how come he's racist now? Because he's been around for about 60 years. Yeah, I guess. Is it, it, is it the crows that are racist? I, yes. I, it's been a long time since I've actually seen it. I guess it's the crow. I guess he's not racist. The crows are racist. As far as Pepe Le Pew is concerned, though, Seb, I think I think all he has to say is, it's my way. It's always the way. You've known me for a long time. It's what I do. That's good. That's what Cuomo does to get rid of it. He goes, it's just what I do. You know me a long time. That's it's all just you have to me. Say. It's just you Randy Andy. It. It's just what Randy Andy does. <laughs> you know, I, we were, that's an amazing thing. Does that work, Jen? By the way, you could just say that's well, what I do. We were it's laughing who I am. about Pepe Le Pew this morning, and I was thinking, I'm like, gosh, it makes you think of your dating life. And I was single for a long time, <laughs> and I went on a lot of dates of varying quality. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Did you ever have some white paint run down your back? Well, yeah, question. that happened a few times. And I'm telling you right now, Pepe Le Pew is a lesson for women. Forget about being a predator. Learn from Pepe, ladies. When you're on a terrible date and a guy is a little too handsy or he's a little too forward, all you have to do is start talking about the beautiful children you're going to have and how you can't wait to get them to meet your parents. And you come on stronger, a la Pepe Le Pew, and your life is saved. You don't have to worry about that anymore. So this is educational material. Right? <laughs> I think so. It's like the count from from Sesame Street. I love to count. It's an educational cartoon. You get in a bad situation, ladies, just go full Pepe Le Pew, and the guy will go running. It's a it's a proven fact, I guarantee you. All right, can I ruin, lab tested? Can I ruin the mood? No. Uh oh. But th- seriously, th- this okay. is just uh, we're having fun here, and and it's absurd. I mean, truly, no. is you know theater of the absurd. But this go this is connected, like you know, right to the issue of people like. You know, Gina Carano, also with Disney, who actually says the truth, says the truth about the dehumanizing of your fellow man based upon political ideologies. She links it to what happened in Germany in the 1930s. And for that one statement of fact, I'm sorry, I sod the the conservatives, the so-called conservatives who said, oh, it was a clumsy analogy. It was on the money, and she gets fired as the most popular character whose face you can see in the most popular Star Wars show. So this isn't just amusing... This is serious business, isn't it, Chris? It, it is serious business, and it's, it's downright creepy. And you know how you know it's serious? Because one of the few true, honest liberals left, if there's such a thing, Bill Maher has said so. I give Bill Maher credit when he's right, he's right. And even though he cares not a whit about we conservatives and he cares not a whit about uh, Gina Carano and even says so, 
He says, we just simply cannot be in the business of burning books, banning cartoons, and silencing people. He's been the victim of it. He's been on the receiving end of this stuff. You, you go down this road, and he himself knows this is not going to end well. It's already not ended well for him. And he sees that it's boomeranging. It will come for him. It came for him once, and he's smart enough to know that while it's conservatives today, it will be his turn again tomorrow. Is there a role, Jennifer, for you know the average consumer, the average taxpayer? Do we try? Do we cut the cord with Disney? What is there anything more than we can do than adjust our shopping preferences to what is being done right now, whether it's Dr. Seuss or whether it's Dumbo, whether it's The Mandalorian? Yeah, I think that there is something that we can do. I mean, that's the beauty of capitalism. We can decide what to support. But I have a little different take on this. I I welcome this. You know, I live in California. I this is the most liberal state in uh, in the country. And this has been happening here for years. This is not new. And what I'm seeing in California is the pushback because people re- realize the ridiculousness of it all. So as much as it, it's easy enough to get offended by everything, if you have the time to sit around and work on it, you can be offended by absolutely anything. And I say bring it on because the more they do and the more they push, that boomerang, Chris, that I believe is out there, it always comes back. And it comes back to roost in the center or maybe even the right. And I think this is actually helpful to our movement. I think it brings people into our tent because these aren't liberals. Liberals are for free speech. These are leftists who are pushing these theories. These are not classic liberals. These are people who are the opposite of a liberal philosophy. So I say the more, the better. And because you guys are two alpha males and two manly dudes... Well, come on, look at the beard action. That guy's an alpha, alpha male. My God. I mean, you guys are like bearded. I love it. I love it. But you heard about Unilever today, right? Which is the company that makes a lot of skin products. They're taking the word normal away because somehow normal is no longer a good descriptor. I mean, this kind of stuff, people are going to be tired of prioritizing these stories. And this is what's going to lead to the pushback. And this is what is going to help build our movement. Chris, And you know how I know Jennifer's right, Seb, is because, uh, again, I reference another comic. Jimmy Kimmel just last week said on this Dr. Seuss issue, he said, uh, and we we know how he feels about our former President Trump. uh, He said, this Dr. Seuss stuff is exactly how you get a Donald Trump 2024 elected. Yep. He did. They're scared to death. I mean, smart guys, as much as I hate to give them credit, they're smart enough to know when their side has gone too far. And they're warning their side, don't do this. But as far as I'm concerned, to Jennifer's point, I do think that this, the cancel culture, and especially the, the insanity of the transgender science denial, I'm sorry, chromosomes are chromosomes, whether you like it or not, but the science denial that is implicit and explicit in the transgender agenda will wake up those who are apolitical. They will come over to the side of sanity, of common sense, but that's not enough, guys. As far as I'm concerned, the rest of us who are already there, who know the truth, who've been pushing back already, have to be loud, have to be clear, have to encourage others to speak up. Then the thing that Jimmy Kimmel's worried about is going to happen. We are rebuilding the right with our good buddies, Jennifer Horn, Christy Girl, here on the Salem Radio Network with me, Sebastian Gorka.
They might have the White House, but we have the radio waves. This is Rebuilding the Right on the Salem Radio Network. What do you see? What do you do when you see someone begging on the side of the road? You have to make a decision. Do they look real? Is it a scam? Do I want to stop? Do I want to risk it? How much do I give? But have you ever thought about whether you would have to ever beg? Not just because you're poor and lost your job. Imagine being successful in the middle class and one day you end up having to beg for food to feed your children. That's the story that Marcus Frisch, products, projects manager for Food for the Poor, is going to share with us now. These families are in need. We've heard how people who have never found themselves in a position of begging are now asking for assistance. And if that is happening for the middle class in these countries, you can only imagine the impact that's happening for the poorest. One of the key reasons for what's happening on our border right now, the explosive migration, is because of the conditions in Honduras and elsewhere. Please help us to stop the flow. Be a modern missionary support the incredible Christian mission of Food for the Poor today. For just $37 once, a one-time donation, you can feed a hungry child for six months. For $111, you can do the same. You can provide the same blessings for three children for six months. Make a difference. Save a life. Save several lives today by just going to our website, sebgorka.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com, and clicking on the Food for the Poor banner right at the top. If you prefer, you can call them directly on 855-330-HOPE. That's 855-330-4673, sebgorka.com change a life today for the better. We are back with our Salem faculty members, Chris Stigall from Philadelphia, Jennifer Horn from Los Angeles. Follow them, Chris Stigall, S-T-I-G-A-L-L, and Jennifer Horn on Twitter. Um, let's talk about the other side for a moment. Uh, we have, uh, you mentioned Kimmel in the last section uh, in the last segment, Chris, this is the other guy who used to be funny. This is <laughs> Colbert, which is the real spelling of his name. Let's play the uh, audio cut. Something's happened on the left. Stephen Colbert, cut 12. But the event wasn't without some of that classic Biden gaff magic because it sure seemed like he forgot the name of his own Secretary of Defense, General Lloyd Austin. The guy with the job, old money... Old money, Johnny Money Guns over there with the boom, boom, and the pew, pew. Does great work for the whole outfit with the uniforms and everything. I want to thank my Secretary of Trains and Planes, Little Mayor, toot, toot. Over in Education, Secretary Teach Em Ups. Thanks, Teach. You're all fantastic. Come on, Jack. Is it Jack? Is the Secretary Jack McJack, Jack? You know, the thing. You know, the Constitution. So Stephen Colbert, the worm has turned, making fun of Biden when only just recently he had this to say. The inauguration was a joyful occasion. Like I do at most happy things, I cried a lot. It was true. It was extremely emotional. I, I teared up and, and now I'm making fun of him. Has the honeymoon ended, Christogal? 
I got to tell you something, guys. Um, I hope back so, in 2008, listen to me. I, back in 2008, if not, you uh, got to go, Chris. The first time, no. I, th- this is something I am extraordinarily passionate about. I've been writing about this for years. Back in 2008, when Barack Obama won uh, that election, Stephen Colbert and John Stewart wept literally wept on a comedy show and that was the day that i declared comedy shows variety shows officially dead that was the official date back in 2008 and ever since they continue to show themselves this way this kind of emoting rather than doing comedy now what you just played there first of all sib is depressing because i haven't watched one of these shows and i'm not (laughs) kidding probably four years that is those if ever people desperately needed audiences back that clip, how pathetic is that? You've got people in the back. <laughs> some stoolie in the back. What the hell was that pathetic? you got some flunky intern in the back. <laughs> you're, you're so funny, Stephen. You're funny, <laughs> boss. <Goodness>. You're funny. <laughs> how sad. I did what it, was Chris, that? I have to admit, I, I did it once. Uh, I, we were doing some clips on the show, and I went home, and I decided I, was, I don't watch cable. I just detest cable. And I decided to watch one of these shows. I don't even remember the guy's name. It's one of the famous ones. It, it, it is unreal. Under these COVID conditions, it's literally, it's like one of these vloggers from tw- 15 years ago in his <laughs> mom's basement with a cruddy background, with a camera skew, trying to tell jokes. <laughs> it doesn't work. A comedy in your mom's basement. No. Doesn't, unless it's Wayne's World. I'm sorry. It doesn't work. Jen, yeah. has something changed? Is the bloom, the blush of the rose? Uh, a couple of things. I think liberal, well, not even liberals, but progressives have killed comedy because everything has to have a message and nobody is just funny anymore. I mean, this may make me sound old and I swear it's it's not not that bad, but Johnny Carson, Ed McMahon, they never wanted to tell you their politics because that would have isolated half the audience. So yes. comedians, when they tell you and they wear their politics on the sleeve, to, to me... It's just not funny because already you're going to tweak half your audience and people aren't going to laugh. So add in the pandemic and now you've got one PA that's had a COVID test and standing in the corner cheering for you. And it's rough. It's rough. It's rough being on Zoom calls for crying out loud. Of course, it's going to be rough when you're trying to make people laugh and look for feedback. But as far as are people waking up to Joe Biden, one of the things that I live by on the radio is I am not a doctor. Sometimes I like to play one. I did think about it for a short time. I started some of those preliminary medical classes when the cadavers came out. I'm like, check, please. But (laughs) I don't like to diagnose people on my show. That's something that other people do, and God love them if they want to do it. But what I will tell you is that we have seen a decline. I have eyes and ears, and I have seen a decline myself in Joe Biden. I was talking with someone today who said, gosh, there wasn't a microphone that Joe Biden would walk by when he was a senator without stopping to talk to the press. And I can see in him that he would still like to do that when he's being asked questions, but his handlers are pushing him away. So we've seen him start to unravel. We've seen him when he loses his place, which is natural. It happens in public speaking. We've probably all done it, but he can't get back on track again. So something is happening and people are starting to get concerned and they're starting to wake up. Rasmussen has a poll that's out today that indicates that 52 percent of Americans are are concerned 
some of them very concerned that Joe Biden on day 50 of his presidency has yet held a press conference. Yeah, I, I have. He, it's unprecedented. I have to um, look. We're not medical doctors. Right. And even if we were, there's right. Some allegedly. Of us are doctors. Sorry, Seb. Sorry. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Cuomo also likes to play doctor, but God, it's entirely different. This is the thing <laughs> about having a radio host. They just never Hurting let cats. you talk. They just <laughs> never ahead. let we're you ready. talk. But at the end of the day, you don't need to be a doctor. I don't care whether you're a welder, a pipe fitter, or whatever. We're talking about the guy who has his finger on the nuclear button. This is the commander-in-chief. This is the person who doesn't know the word for the Pentagon, the name of the Department of Defense, or his Secretary of Defense, and he's the boss of all of it. That's why I'm sorry any American gets to comment. This is Rebuilding the Right with Jennifer Horn and Chris DeGall. Don't touch that dial. Do you ever feel the urge to push back against the leftist mainstream media narrative of cops being your enemy? If you know and love an officer, or just in general support our American law enforcement as an institution, you've probably had that sentiment bubble up inside of you. I want to share with you a very special and very stylish new way to show that you have the back of the police. Egard Watch's CEO, Ilan, is an unapologetic supporter of police and is taking a very strong stance amidst this defund police movement to speak out against negative rhetoric. He designed a commemorative police watch that is beautiful. I noticed special details like the engraving and the quote on the back. Ilan shared with me that in consulting with officers on the watch design, they asked him for an image of St. Michael on the piece. Egard Watches gives away 15% of all sales from this model to police charities. They back up their talk with action. If you haven't seen their Speak Truth short film on this topic, it's a must-watch, and you can currently find it on the Egard website, despite YouTube trying to restrict your ability to view it. Remember to apply this podcast's unique promo code, G-O-R-K-A, to your police watch order so you can save over $30 at checkout. Visit egardwatches.com to make your order. It's time we support companies that stand up for what we believe in, and Egard is a company I am proud to recommend. I want to thank you both, and I want to thank the, the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him general, but my, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we've just talked about. We need a doctor, please. A doctor, please. Do we have a doctor? Doctor in the house, please. Yeah, we need a doctor, a very special doctor. I'm not qualified to help that out. The outfit. You mean the Pentagon, the biggest building in the world? You mean the one that controls our nuclear weapons? That outfit. That was Joe Biden yesterday, forgetting the name of the man who is a member of his cabinet. We are back with 
our special guest, members of the Salem faculty, Jennifer Horn, Chris Degall, Chris Degall in Philly, AM 990, The Answer, and Jennifer Horn, AM 590, AM 870, The Answer in Los Angeles. Okay, let's get to the, the crux of the issue. Moving forward, moving forward, do we write off this thinking city I'm in, and do we just play this as the local states, the localities, try and clean up this mess? HR1 is a disaster. The COVID bill is going through. What is the game plan for the right? Do we try and fix things here in D.C. or just stick to the state's solution? Let's start with Jen. Oh, do we fix things in Washington, D.C.? I think we're not going to be able to fix things for a couple of years because the majority is not with us. And, uh, you know, as much as I'd like to have a lot of faith in Joe Manchin for being the the doorstop on that, I don't know. You hear him softening up on the filibuster and other things. I do think that the Senate will stop H.R. 1. And for those of you who don't know H.R. 1, will California, the whole country with election laws, it federalizes the uh, election that we just saw that was changed state by state. Ballot harvesting and everything Ballot harvesting, extending the voting period, all of these things. And I do think that the Senate is not going to have the votes to pass that. So I am hopeful of that. Um, As far as some of the other other legislation, I think we're going to have to hold it for a while. But again... I look at the country as when you push it too far one way, it comes back in the other direction. And if we let I mean, look at after 50 days of Biden's policies at the border, what's happening there? This is building the case as to why conservative government or candidates that conservatives put up will be better. They'll be able to put out the argument. They'll be able to give it some air. You know, everybody was so hard pressed to say how bad President Trump was. Well, he doesn't look that bad on day 50 of the Biden administration. <laughs> Indeed, Chris. Give him back to me. So uh, I think did, what well, this is doing is helping us build our case. One of my most popular tweets in uh, recent weeks was, do you miss 45 yet? I got, got it. I mean, tens of thousands of likes to that one. Seriously. Then, there wasn't even yeah. a photograph. Chris, is that, is, is that pendulum ever ever going to swing back? And if it does, is it the states where we address the issues and just write off D.C.? It has to be the states. And uh, let me give you an example. Iowa has just recently uh, passed through their legislature quickly. They have reined in uh, mail-in voting rules, uh, delayed ballots, signature verification. Uh, They have total Republican control. And so while states have Republican control of their legislatures and Republican governors, take advantage of this time and lock it up and make sure we never have this kind of nightmare in November again. Here in Pennsylvania, while well, unfortunately Well, you had it. The GOP had the state house in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, they still do. And, and uh, unfortunately, a Democrat governor. Yeah, Georgia's passed some legislative reforms. Um, but here in Pennsylvania, now, again, this is not electoral reform, but they have put on the ballot in May the opportunity for Pennsylvanians to rein in elect. Um, uh, the uh, the governor's executive powers on COVID. So Pennsylvanians, for the first time, will be able to say no more than 30 days for executive actions without legislative approval beyond that. Pennsylvanians can assert themselves in May. So, yes, our legislative bodies in our respective states where Republicans are in control are going to have to take the reins now. They must. And, they must. And just to add in, and I don't want to jump in because 
I don't want to overtalk, but in the blue states, California, where I live, New York, I see your eyes, New York, (laughs) where Andrew Cuomo is in so much trouble. These house of cards the Democrats had in these very liberal strongholds, they're falling apart. So conservatives don't lose faith if you are in a blue state because you can still craft a message. And that message is being heard loud and clear across the country. And look, uh, we haven't mentioned it, but if they can recall Gavin Grusom Newsom, Anything is That's possible if it can yeah. happen in count. What is the latest count? Almost two million. They've got probably two million. They haven't come out uh, in the last couple of days, but as of Sunday, they had one million nine hundred and twenty-five thousand wow. signatures. That's why we sign off every show with "Never Give Up." That's right. Never give in. We are rebuilding the right with our special guests, our fellow Salem faculty members, Christy Gorn and Jennifer Horn. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First on the Salem Radio Network. I took my balance of nature today. Did you? If not, why not? Health in your hand. My little way of cheating, making sure I get all the healthy stuff my mom wanted me to eat, which... Uh, usually I didn't get around to. Come on, seriously, spinach? Kale? Kale is nettles. They just rebranded nettles. It's evil. It's wrong. But I guess you got to eat your vegetables. So do what I do. Dr. Douglas Howard has created an incredible, incredible product that gives you 10 servings of 31 different fruits and vegetables with just six little capsules, three red for fruit, three green for vegetables that I take every day. And I do it in front of my team in the green room as we're prepping for the show just to prove how dedicated I am to this amazing product. And Dr. Howard is going to give you 35% off and free shipping on your first preferred order of balanceofnature.com if you use my name, G-O-R-K-A. Call them today. You won't regret it. Be the healthiest you you can be. 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751, balanceofnature.com. But whichever way you do it, for that massive discount, use the code G-O-R-K-A. Do it today. Balanceofnature.com. Let's look down the path and say, okay, well, where does this cancel culture lead us? You see the final expression of cancel culture in Islamist terrorist groups like uh, ISIS and Al-Qaeda, who, who, who uh, basically go and behead those who are in, they deem to be infidels or, or heretics in order to silence them, in order to protect others from being misled by by those heretical ideas in in the eyes of an ISIS or or, uh, Al-Qaeda. Tulsi Gabbard, up front, not my favorite cup of tea. We can discuss that later. But she went somewhere that I I wouldn't have gone. At least I'd need to think about it as a former counterterrorism guy. That cancel culture, the the apotheosis, the, the ultimate version of it, are people who behead you if you say the wrong thing. Interesting analysis. We're going to discuss cancel culture with our special guest. By the way, I think we have to do a special video of just the breaks, because I'm having so much fun with these guys. I think that could be, we could charge to watch what we do in the breaks, especially our discussion on fennel versus kale was a favorite of mine, having a lot of fun. (laughs) Chris DeGarle and Jennifer Horn. So um, how do we, 
What is the, the biggest job we have on the right right now? Cancel culture's coming down, whether it's Dumbo, whether it's Gina Carano. For me, we still have a huge tension between the MAGA, America First block, and the RNC and the GOP. Just this week, Donald Trump, the 45th president, has issued a cease and desist to the RNC to say, you're not allowed to fundraise in my name without my permission. And he said also that the rhinos are the big problem. Jennifer Horn, is this, is this a wound that has yet to be salved, to be dealt with? And are you seeing signs of how we proceed? I... I have never believed, I think it's a construct of the mainstream news media, that there is a huge split in the conservative party. I don't believe that. I think that that is something that liberals and progressives and the media would like us to believe so that we turn on each other. But I think the crack in the Democrat Party is much bigger than the crack in the Republican Party. The split between true liberals and progressives is much greater than the split between the 10 percent of never Trumpers and people who still support our president and MAGA candidates. So the president, I'm glad that he's he's protecting his image because how many of us were overwhelmed with text messages, solicitations in the mail, in an email with Donald Trump telling us we need to send money here, there and everywhere. I'm glad we're sending it to the Save America PAC instead of everywhere else and let them dole out some of the money. If you want to support your congressional candidates and your senatorial candidates, good for you. Send it to the RNC and do that. And I encourage you to do that because they need help, too. But so many people profited off of Donald Trump. It's ridiculous. And we want to save the party more MAGA candidates to run in 22 and 24. So, I think that answers one question. I do think the reason cancel culture is so raw right now, especially to conservatives, is because we are being canceled. Forget Dumbo and forget the Muppets and Dr. Seuss for a second. The reason there is a fence around the outside of the Capitol and the reason the National Guard is sitting in front of the Capitol until the middle of May is not for security. It is to make sure that conservatives feel intimidated to say who they are, who they vote for, what they stand for, because they want us to be scared. It used to work. Old Republicans, the old school of Republicans looking at you, Mitt Romney, would back away when someone called them a name. Donald Trump taught us to have a backbone and to fight and to not be called something. And so that's why we're so upset by cancel culture, because I think many of us realize they're coming after us now. It's about some stupid cartoon it's about our livelihood she's looking at and you mittens she's looking I at would, you i'm looking Chris, at you man. interesting interesting take there that, that, that i'm not sure i'm convinced yet but i'm curious chris your reaction that that the real civil war is is not on our side it's in the democrats what do we have to do next well, it's, um, I do agree with you there's a war, but I think it's a war of attrition now, and I think you see it in uh, people like Pat Toomey here in Pennsylvania. They're quitting. They're retreating because mm-hmm. they know damn good and well that no Republican Party uh, that got behind Donald Trump is going to tolerate their behavior any longer. And now I will look at guys like Roy Blunt in Missouri. Roy Blunt was a fine guy. I wouldn't call him a stalwart Trump Republican, but he never gave Trump any heartburn. Uh, President Trump issued a nice statement of support for Roy Blunt. But Roy Blunt also understands I'm not Josh Hawley. And the era of the Josh Hawley fighter in Missouri is here. 
I'm of a bygone kind of Mitch McConnell era. Time to check out and get while the getting's good. So in Missouri, watch that race. I mean, a Republican will win that Senate seat, but it's going to be more in the vein of a Josh Hawley Trump fighter than a brass button cologne and cufflink throwback era of the gentlemanly gentle lady backroom uh, Republican Party. So I think we got a clean house, and I think Trump's shown us how, and I think a lot of the Republicans who used to be of the old guard are leaving because they know they simply can't compete for the votes that Trump brought to the party before. But, Jen, That's my to, theory. to that issue that Chris raises, and, and this is my concern, and we discuss it every day with the team here, isn't the Mitch McConnell go-along-to-get-along old GOP machine that isn't an opposition, isn't the Mitch McConnell block still too decisive? Well, I think in elected office right now in Congress, there are still of the there are still a lot of the old style Republican. But I think the will of the Republican Party has changed. More Republicans are supportive of a MAGA agenda of a Donald Trump style, Josh Hawley style. Now, to, to that point, Ted Cruz is a perfect example of this. Ted Cruz is the example of a political survivor. Did you ever think four or five years ago that we'd be sitting here thinking that Ted Cruz was this MAGA fighting guy. No, he has changed. He's evolved yeah. because he knows that's where the party is. So I think, and I kind of bolster, and <laughs> this is an admiration society, but Chris is saying that most of those people who don't fit that bill anymore, they're dropping out. They're either yep. aging out or they're going to be leaving because they know that that style is no longer prudent in the Republican Party. Look, we are in a culture war, and Republicans finally woke up to it four Guys, or five, five years ago. Five years ago, I would not have said Liz Cheney was somebody on my uh, excrement right. list. <laughs> Like, Dennis Prager. I, I used to Dennis, love Liz Cheney, and now look at her. Dennis, look Dennis Prager says something so smart. He says, "We have been in a civil war my entire life, but only one side was fighting." Yes. Well, now Republicans are woken up. They are. We are woke because of President Trump, and so everyone who can't fall in line, I think, is going to have trouble getting reelected, or they might have to just retire or resign. Well, the uh, retirements that are being or were recently announced are all retirements of exactly the people who should retire. We're talking to Jennifer Horn and Chris DeGaulle, my buddies, my fellow faculty members here at Salem. Please follow both of them, listen to them. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is Rebuilding the Right, coming to you from the ReliefFactor.com studios just outside the insalubrious swamp that is Washington, D.C. Relief Factor, if you're suffering from pain every single day and have found relief nowhere else, you must try this incredible product that has liberated me from my lower back pain that I had been plagued with for nine years, almost a decade after just two weeks of taking it. Likewise, listen to Debron from Massachusetts. I just started taking Relief Factor four days ago. My hip pain is gone. I had a horrible time sleeping because of the pain. I absolutely love how I am feeling. Thank you, Relief Factor. Just those words, my hip pain is gone. Whether it's your knees, your ankles, shoulder, neck, you've got to try this product just 19.95 order the three-week quick soda pack today relieffactor.com 800-583-84 what have you got to lose except the pain you've waited long enough do it now 800-583-84 relieffactor.com relieffactor.com Portions of America First are brought to you by Food for the Poor. 
We are rebuilding the right. One of the best ways you can do that is to support those who support us and make these shows possible. One of our greatest friends is Mike Lindell. They're trying to cancel him now. 25 corporations targeting his MyPillow products for boycotts. Please support him. Go straight to his website to buy one of his more than 100 U.S.-made products. That's MyPillow.com. Call 800-829-8468. Mike's going to give you more than 60% off because you're friends of this show. Just use my name, G-O-R-K-A. Send the cancel culture fascists a message. 800-829-8468. MyPillow.com. Promo code G-O-R-K-A. Um, I'm not going to play any cuts. I'm just going to summarize what um, Speaker uh, Gingrich said a week ago. They're going crazy now. They're packing everything into H.R. 1, to the COVID bill, because they know, they know they're going to get crushed next year, and they, this is their last chance. I love that interpretation because it means they're kind of being fatalistic. Do you believe the Democrats, Jen, are, are desperate and that's why they're doing what they do, or is it just who they are? Uh, No, I 100 percent agree with that statement. I think they could take more time with things and uh, do stuff the way they want to. But I think they know they're under the gun. I think they know the Senate is very much in play and certainly the House of Representatives. It's a thin majority for Nancy Pelosi right now. So I I think they're doing it while they can. I think they're learning from Republicans who we did the same thing before Trump got out of office. Yeah, it's so thin that she had to wheel in a COVID patient to vote for her right. when when her speakership was up for a contention. Chris, I know it's a hard question to ask conservatives. Do you disagree with Newt Gingrich? No, not a bit. In fact, this is exactly what Barack Obama did. This is Barack Obama's plan on steroids. Most of the people around Biden are exactly Barack Obama's team. This is like watching um, an elder care patient who's being abused by uh, his uh, his caretakers. It's like uh, they've got his bank account, and uh, now you know it's like a right uh, for the the attorney. What do they call it the, when you get the power of attorney? attorney. And they're just mm-hmm. making him sign executive orders as fast as they can. Sign here, sign here, sign here. Now here's some pudding. Shut up, Grandpa. Go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're just cranking it out because they did this with Obamacare. This is like Obama's third term on steroids. They've got two years. They're going to try to do the best they can until the House turns over. I, I think know. that's exactly yeah. right. Shut up. Eat your pudding. Sign here. Yeah. <laughs> She's the host of the Morning Answer, the Jen and John Show, AM 590, AM 870, out of Los Angeles. Follow her around right now at Jennifer Horn and crntalk.com. He is Chris Tagal. It says his location, according to Twitter, is... In your grocer's freezer. I do hope that grocer's freezer. I hope it's in Philadelphia. (laughs) Follow him right now at Chris Stigall, S T I G A L L, AM 990, the answer in the city of brotherly love. That was way too much fun. Thank you guys. You are happy warriors in the greatest tradition of Magnus Ronaldus the Gipper. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is the Salem Radio Network. You've been listening to a special hour of America First. Stay on this channel.